is. He garrison, you know, and immediately he finds a story in Bernard. There is a place in Lake Wobegon for the child of Jews from Alabama. <laughs> his father was in shoes. Uh, his mother was a, an accountant. They met in Alabama. They were Jews, Alabama, then to Orlando, Florida. Yes. I'll, I'll find a way. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> I remember the store. It was called Jews in Shoes. <laughs> Uh, we've, um, in a small rehearsal, uh, had wonderful people here, including our present guests, Chris Durang and Joyce Carol Oates and Gary Trudeau and uh, Alice McDermott and our garrison. Um, you may wonder why these evenings are called afternoon night tables. You may wonder why it's called an afternoon night table. I do too. I was thinking this morning, uh, perhaps it's because I go to bed so early, this is my night. <laughs> a word about the uh, exceptional uh, woman playwright um, uh, from whom I inherited this series, Wendy Wasserstein. Um, she started this, she got it going, she established the standards of it, she made it work very nicely. Um, and uh, most of all, uh, she uh, gave us the idea and continued the idea that writing is important and that words are important and that we are very grateful to her and hope we honor her memory. On the subject of writing well, you majored in English at the University of Minnesota. Have you found that useful? I found it useful insofar as you learn how to sound knowledgeable about things you've not read and things you have no uh, experience at. Um, I, I wrote a, a great deal for courses under extreme pressure um, and, and with, with, with nothing to go on. And um, I, I wrote a lot of fictional term papers. Um, I, I became knowledgeable um, about about Tennyson based on based on a few paragraphs I, I read in the jacket uh, of uh, the flap of a book, and uh, once you can do that, you're prepared to earn a living through writing. You're telling me. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're not a scholar. You're an essayist. Fewer and fewer people major in English these days. Did you know that? I don't see that that's true. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Well, perhaps what, I'm entirely wrong then. Perhaps you are. Um, the ones who come up and ask me if they should, I always warn them away from it. I, mm. I think it's a, 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 a dreadful course of study. And uh, it's become much worse in the last uh, 30 years. It's become very political and, uh, and, um, and, and people are fobbing off half-baked uh, curricula on unsuspecting students. I tell them you can read all those books yourself. Spend a few evenings a week at the library. You can take care of it all. And the only way to learn about Shakespeare is to, is to, uh, is to see Shakespeare and to, and to read it out loud and read it over and over again. And you're not going to learn it in a classroom. So why should you write term papers about books that you haven't read? Why? Makes sense to me. What drew you initially to radio? I had to earn a living. I see. <laughs> Once you began to earn a living, what pleasures did radio give you? Uh, 
Radio was uh, a good medium for a shy person who, uh, who couldn't make eye contact with, with people. I was not brought up to make eye contact. And I, I come from a retiring, modest culture of, of, of after you Alphonse sort of people who, who cling to the shadows. And, uh, and so when you, when you grow up, that way, and you, and you have the personality of a chameleon, uh, then then radio is a great outlet for you. It's 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 a way for you to talk to people without having to look at them. <laughs> to be invisible, the the dream of every American boy. This is this, this is true. Um, Gary Trudeau, a friend and one of our guests earlier, he says he didn't say this, but it's so good that he might as well have said it that he was trying to develop a, lifest a lifestyle that did not require his presence. 